Hello everyone, this is Mark Sloan again with ASAF Advisors. I'm joined uh, today by Alpesh Patel. And uh, today we want to really dig into forecasting for professional services. And, and this is really around capacity planning, profit, project profitability, revenue. Um, but but the, you know, the, the real reason Alpesh and I came up with this is professional services is really quite often about the here and now, right? Proposals are due. Projects have deadlines. Clients schedule meetings. They, uh, you know, call with escalations. You know, there, then there's the internal things you need to do within your company, right? Performance reviews, get input to finance, and so it can really be difficult to lift your head up and look, you know, four, eight, sixteen, twenty-four weeks out. But the ability to do that, the ability to pick up your head from the tactical, get a little strategic, get a little forward-looking is really what differentiates those that are good from those that are great. And more importantly, for, for all of you PS execs, I think it's what really differentiates stress versus relaxation, right? And, and the ability to, uh, to, to get ahead. So today, Alpesh and I want to um, really dig into forecasting, help move people from being reactive to, to proactive. So to, to start that, right, let's, let's dig in a, a little bit to what the as is look like uh, looks like across uh, you know a good portion of the professional services world, um, and and Alpesh, I know we've discussed this, but you know, I'd love to hear a story from your career about where you were stuck in the here and now. Yeah, Mark. Um, you know, it's great. Some great points, and where I've I've worked with organizations where you know services may not be sort of viewed as the as um, a critical area. Uh, in a sense that yes, it's critical to get the 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 team, the implementation, the delivery, but at overall the resources, all of those kind of things to support a robust services organization. And where I couldn't, you know, where I where I was struggling the here and now, as you said, was to your point, I was getting pulled into escalation calls, getting pulled into sales uh, calls, which are fine, which is great. Um, and and really, you know, working, you know, almost reactive, as you said, re reactive to everything that was coming through and not being able to pull myself out and look at the organization 100,000 foot level and be able to then drive the business instead of the business driving me and and not being able to sort of see the pipeline or a clear view of the pipeline, what impact that pipeline has to my team. Um, you know, we talked about this earlier in, in our earlier podcasts around, you know, being able to understand it is the business changing. So does that change my mix of my resources, my expertise and all those kind of things, which I think are critical to, as you said, being able to go from good to great and reducing that stress to more of a relaxation sort of era posture. So it, it's it's I, I've been in that world where I'm constantly reacting and constantly behind and um the revenue it, 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 you know matching up with the revenue in the forecast that's a struggle um be, because of the you know it's not always about the tools but being able to sort of say where are my people what are they working on what's being uh, escalated what's being uh, accelerated what can we move and shift things around and not being able to have that and more on uh, more of it on being on a on the back of the handkerchief kind of exercise is really where i've had in the past my experience yeah, no, that's that's fantastic, and it it it, it really mirrors, um, you know, the story I'd love to tell, and, and and this is you know only slightly exaggerated storyline. Um, 
I, I had a sales VP who was running around telling me and anyone who would listen that you know Sloan was going to be 400 people short if all his uh, deals hit. And you know, the, the challenge was my budget was 10 headcount. So you know, there were 390 uh, job wrecks I wasn't going to be able to open. But sales was you know, running around with their head on fire. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to die. Um, and so I started drilling into how, how did you calculate 400? And it was amazing, right? The, the sales VP said, well, if all of our deals hit, that's how many people you're going to need, right? And, and so I sort of poked and prodded, have, have you ever closed all your deals? No. Uh, have you ever closed all your deals on the same day? Uh, no, right? So I'm, I know, you know, a good number of you in, in the PS roles have have been in this position, right? Uh, you, you get the point. And this was where I really had to get off of my heels and, and start playing offense. Um, I built a process to proactively translate their sales pipeline to a resource pipeline. It, and so that 400 headcount, right, which was, was if every deal hit on the exact same day uh, was 400, when you spread it over time, it went to 35 people. Uh, and when you then factored in the win probability from Salesforce in, into you know, that 35, the number of resources needed dropped to 10 to 15. You know, miraculously, you know, much closer to you know, my budget, uh, much easier to get approval and, and open job recs and, and start recruiting. Um, and this is really what I want to get into today is, is moving away from fighting fires and getting to this proactive mindset. Um, you know, Alpash, you, you had mentioned before, you, you get beaten up uh, for things you don't control in professional services and that, you know, services, uh, you know, the PS role is one of the most challenging inside of tech org. I, you know, I'd like you to just elaborate on that a little bit, if you would. Yeah, it, it's my, I think at the end of the day, it's it's not about being, it's a comment isn't about being a victim, but really around, um, as you said, it, it, I there's been times where you don't you don't control necessarily the, the forecast or the pipeline of revenue and when they or the deals or the opportunities and when they get sold and how they get sold and all those kind of things so it, it is one of the most challenging areas because if you do have a revenue target for your professional services you are relying on others outside of your organization or team to help you drive that revenue now, once that revenue, uh, once that sale has happened, yes, then you do control the implementation, how fast it happens, how often, all those kind of things. So you have a better understanding of your organization and the, and the resources that are delivering that, that revenue. But at the end of the day, if you are expected to grow professional services, there's, there's, there's opportunities to grow, but it's with advisory type of services which aren't going to uh, grow, you know, 10x, 15x, whatever, those traditional metrics that sales comes with it. But at the end of the day, it's about working with other teams and other functions to help drive uh, and be on the same page, right? And that's really where, you know, uh, it's moving away from finding fires and getting into that proactive mindset is to make sure that everybody across that eco, uh, eco chain or the, the, the functions understand how the services work how to get engaged and, and 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 whatnot, and then you can start driving more control. And I think that's some of the things that Mark, through your experience and and whatnot, we want to get to is to sort of highlight what can you control outside of things that you don't control, and and focus on that, and that will then hopefully drive improvement. Right. Now that's that's exactly it. Right. It's it's figure out what you do control, um, you know, and put a plan around those controllable items. Right. You know, drive your agenda. I mean. To your point, sales may create the pipeline, 
but professional services can control the analysis um, around that pipeline, around when, where, and how resources are needed, and then a plan to you know address gaps, address surpluses, address skills mismatches. Right. So it's you know, it's again it's it's moving off of your heels and onto your toes and taking the data that's coming in and turning it into information that you can act on. Um, uh, of late, I've been working with a client to um, really assess their overall PS organization. Um, they, they don't currently have a full-fledged resource management process in place, um, so they don't have all of the granular data they need to do a true bottoms-up forecast, but we really started pushing them into, you know, a, a, at least a top-down forecast, right, where we look at what's the revenue forecast for the quarter. Um, we look at, you know, target revenue they can drive with their headcount, average bill rate, you know, target utilization rate. And then we compare that revenue forecast to, to target revenue, right? If if the forecast is greater than the target, they don't have enough resources to, to meet that forecast. And, you know, but then they have to go look and say, is the pipeline real? Is the backlog real? Do we need to go hire resources? If the target's less than their forecast capacity, um, you know, hey, look, there's proactivity you need to drive with sales to consume that demand, right? Um, again, so it's just, it's it's taking the data you have, turning it into information that that you can act on. Um, and, you know, Alpesh, I know you and I have talked a little bit about this, but you, you've got some experience driving things this way too, and would, would love to hear your story. Yeah, Mark, it, it, I, as you mentioned, I, I've come from organizations where they don't have, you know, we don't have a, um, a, a, a full resource management uh, or a PSA in it. Uh, deployed and and the, there's no plans to to organizations where they've got a full blown PSA and you have the ability to then uh, have that all linked in to the Salesforce. So the opportunities as they go through the various stages are then updating our ERP system to say, oh wow, this is what this really means. This is what the uh, the pipeline means and all those kind of things. And to to go back to your point, uh, Mark, around when the forecast is greater than the target, and it, that translates to interpreting that. Wait a second, I've got sh I'm short on resources, or the target is greater than the forecast, so I've got excess resources. In some cases, that's not a, that's not bad. That's fine, right? It's just telling you a moment in time. But reality could be, as as you've touched on it, things move, things change dynamically in a lot of cases, right? That one deal or those couple of deals that you were thinking gonna hit at the end of the quarter don't and get pushed out. So so then all of a sudden your metrics start, they change, you know, almost literally overnight. So it, it, it's, it's, as you said, Mark, is about making sure that you're looking at those metrics, looking at them on a proactive basis, just understanding where you are because it's a snapshot and then saying, okay, if this is a trend, if my forecast is greater than my target and it's now starting to show trends, Right then, you then you can start putting in a game plan around addressing the resources that are, are short. But when the target is less than the forecast, and you have access resources, as you said, more cap capacity. Again, that might not be a bad thing because now you have the ability, as you said, to go back to sales. But within professional services, it's a great opportunity for you to work with within services within the client success team to say, hey, are there things that we can build together? packages, services, advisory type of services that we can then proactively go with marketing and go sell that, you know, and, and, and this then starts driving connectivity across those organizations and those teams. Oh, that's, yeah, that that's fantastic, right? Because, I mean, you know, developing a resource forecast is, is, you know, is being proactive, 
but it's really that it's that first step, right? And, and you can do it top down, as I discussed. You can take a more bottoms up approach where you translate your sales pipeline to resource needed, align the clo pro close probabilities, you know, compare that to staff on hand where they are, it, and look for you know the gaps, the surpluses, etc. But that's you know that's the first step on this journey, right? And and then from there, to your point, you know, points you were just making, it's really then how does that feed into everything else we do with finance, with recruiting, with sales to 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 generate sales plans that will consume the existing capacity, uh, you know, drive demand for growth, uh, you know, and, and really help things all along the way. And, and so, you know, what I found is when you're in, when you're on your heels and you're reacting, you know, you're you're frustrated or you can be frustrated with sales, right? And you think they're really, you know, they're they're they're, they're trying to push you around, um, and they're not, right? They're trying to close some sales, um, and they're looking around for what are they going to need to deliver against these. And really, all of this is about you know helping the PS team be more proactive with sales, help them shape what, when, and how they do it. Um, you know, in, in the absence of information, sales is going to do what they think is is right. And this is about helping the PS team really give sales the information that um, you know around what is right and around what is uh, in the realm of the possible. Um, and so that really, you know, just gets back to the whole thing we've been talking about over the last, uh, you know, number of weeks. I'll pass around the interconnected gears of a, um, you know, professional services organization and how that fits within the overall technology organization and how all the gears really have to work in sync, in conjunction, and that takes proactivity and it takes uh, communication. So. Really appreciate again uh, your, your your time today, Alpesh. The discussion, uh, you know, folks, if you have questions, want to comment on this, you know, please don't hesitate to uh, to to reach out, um, you know, in, in any number of channels online. So, thanks uh, again for joining us, and Alpesh, thanks uh, for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks.